Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. This is the night, it's a moon and a night, and we call it Egyptian Marvel. Hey, hey, friends, welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzballs level 295. And I said, Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, and what does that mean? Oh, that means other voices. That's right. That's right. Not just the wild voices in my head while I record solo episodes, and you're like, what the... F is going on with that guy. Uh, what's going on with me now is is two of my friends. Not one, not two. Well, one and two. Ah, fuck. I blame Danny Trejo's hard seltzer. <laughs> my birthday <laughs> present from uh, from Marshall Danny of the Greater Fuzzball Territories. Howdy. How do you, how do you know course, we're not in your head, though? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Are you oh, wearing now. earphones? I am wearing earphones. So we are in your head. Oh wow! It got <laughs> it got so meta? Question mark. <laughs> Did I use the word right? <laughs> uh, and also the other dulcet tones is of course Benjamin Bluford Blue the Fourth, the Earl of Blueberry. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> I'm just happy you didn't go with that Thurston Howl accent. <laughs> oh, lovely. But uh, we we started with the bastardization of Lady and Tramp uh, because uh, we're gonna talk Moon Knight tonight, friends. Woohoo! We think enough enough nights and enough moons have gone by that we can finally talk about the Night Moon. The we moon really night. just had a full moon. We did. Yeah. It was it was pretty. It was very pretty. It was. In fact, on the 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 end of the last solo episode, I sang a little uh, fievel talking about the blood blood moon eclipse. The somewhere out there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're gonna make me cry. There's well, look, because uh, blood moon. Because the wife mentioned it, and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna miss it. So I went outside right as it freaking like finalized, and I took some pictures. And then like not a couple minutes later, she's like, I see it too, and sent me pictures. And I was like, what? Like underneath pale moonlight, someone's thinking of me tonight. Like, oh, somewhere out there, someone say your prayer. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that your version of uh ralph garman's uh beauty and the beast i, th- I think so i thought it was deep bro yeah that it really is i that's I almost as it. sad as uh as all dogs go to heaven's ending oh <laughs> right there for blue uh, chuck chuck that softball right into the strike zone yeah. charlie no <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> but uh, we're not here to talk about uh, Fievel Mouskowitz. We're not here to talk about Charlie and whether or not dogs go to uh, go to planes of existence with humans. But what we are here to talk about is a show that did involve planes of existence. Hell yeah. Yeah, we are. And uh, we're, we're here to discuss Moon Knight. So before we get started, before Danny has his say, before I have my say, Blue... 
the nice. reason the reason I know most of what I know about Moon Knight before he like reached like the popular zeitgeist with the Marvel show on Disney Plus, you sir, you sir, you sir don't care about the Nabu. You think your brain's so big. <laughs> But but you, Mister Blue, are uh, are are the Moon Knight uh, lover, liver, yeah. laver. Uh, what you're the you're the Moon Knight Stan. And uh, what? Stop. So you saw you saw six episodes of a show that ostensibly was about Moon Knight. And take it away, dude. I um have been a, a fan of Moon Knight for a very very long time. Uh, he is definitely within. I would say top top ten, definitely top ten of of my heroes. Um, I think he was in my top ten, wasn't he? Uh, when we did top ten heroes. Anyways, sure. he is. Uh, <laughs> I think he was. Anyways, he's absolutely incredible. Um, he's one of those characters that's just so fun to read. Uh, I think I had. Oh, you know what? I don't think I had him in the in the top 10 because we were going to do the tournament thing. So I didn't include them, I think. Um, uh, but uh, as far as like people to read, Moon Knight has always been pretty much like one of the best. I mean, it's it's very difficult not to like his books, um, especially because they deal with so many things that other books don't cover, like his, his dissociative uh, disorder. And um, it's just, it gets really crazy, like really fast. And I know, like, a lot of people like to sh- show, um, you know, they they have all these these memes and stuff that are really funny of him doing stuff like random bullshit, go or or, or the, the fake meme, yeah, or the uh, or like uh, Dracula better have my money and stuff like that. Um, and yes, while the wording on those panels may be fake. Um, the kind of, what would you say? I, I, I kind of feel like the message that it's sending does stand a little true. There's a lot of random bullshit that he does. Um, and he doesn't always have a plan and he just gets in there and does the best he can with a really shitty situation. And, uh, this show really, I think, despite the large changes to story that they made, um, we are we are spoiling this, right? Absolutely. Spoilers, okay. spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. You've been warned. You've been warned. This is your spoiler thing. Anyways. Um, so the large changes in story, like his family, his brother, um, that's a big, big one right there. Um, uh, the way that Steve, who Stephen Grant even is, is like a huge change to the character of Stephen Grant from the books. So... But I loved it. Like, despite, like, I was very afraid with all the changes and everything. I was like, oh, this Stephen Grant is really weird and he's quirky and I don't know what the hell he's like. Why is he so shy and, and awkward? And uh, they just weaved this beautiful tale that still stuck with um, my visions of what Moon Knight is as a character. And I was really impressed. I was like, holy crap. Like, wow. That is okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, I really liked it. Like, I really liked it. So, like, I've, I've, you know, heard like different pundits and read some stuff, and like, it seems like the show has people divided. Although, I, spoilers 
of our review, I don't think you're going to find any of us like hypercritical of this. You might find three fuzzy gentlemen that really enjoyed the piss out of it. But I don't want to speak for Danny, but at least I'm speaking for me and Blue. Yeah. I have I have only one critique. Okay. Okay. Do you want to drop it now or do you want to drop it later? I mean, you're the moderator. You fucking tell me. Nah, let's save it for later. All right, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I looked at your top ten, Blue, and he, he wasn't in your top ten. Yeah, because we were thinking of the tournament. <laughs> well, no, actually, that's the one we did before we ever had a tournament in, in mind. It's the oh, most really? honest of all of ours. Oh, okay. and then and then we did a torment, and then our villains one ended up a little different because we were at least smart enough to think about our future stakes. Uh, and then uh, I don't I don't think we had it in mind for the Star Wars. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think we had the uh, I had the Blue Marvel in there, right? Uh, Sentry, Namor. Oh no, Moon Knight was your number three. Sorry, I correct myself. Oh, Invincible, okay. Darkhawk, Black Panther, Domino, Captain America, Green Lantern, The Max. Nice. So the yeah. max. So yeah, you yeah, had Moon. Nope. I was looking at my list. You had Moon Knight as number three on your list. There wow. you go. I told you top. But I, but I think you didn't put him into the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. I mean, so it, like steeped as you are in the lore of Moon Knight, like you were okay with the changes that they made. I wasn't at first. Obviously, I was like, what, what, where are they going? Like that very first episode. Um, by the end of the first episode, um, with how Steven was reacting to things, like, basically, like, everything that happened to him leading up to that reveal at the end of the first episode where, like, Mark takes over, I was, uh, right at that reveal, I was like, yes, okay, if this is the story that you're selling, okay, I'm in, like, let's go. Okay. Yeah. I, I like this. I like uh, I like this Stephen Grant. Um, I actually like this Stephen Grant better than um, normal Stephen Grant because, like, comic book Stephen Grant is kind of an ass. He's like uh, he's like an Iron Man style character. Like, well, he's, he's just he's just like Playboy their version version of Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. yeah. He, well, uh, I wouldn't say he's like Bruce Wayne so much because he's. He's like a, I, I believe he works for like the movies and stuff, and he's like um, a manager or something like that, like a produce a producer, I think. And that lends itself to a very different set of people. And he's kind of a fucking douche. Uh, okay. Not as much as Jake. Not nobody is as big of a douche as fucking Jake. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but how great is he though? Yeah, but but you know, Stephen was also not not a great personality. Eh, yeah. let's be honest, none of Mark's personalities are the best. He is kind of an <laughs> asshole just through and through. Even, even it bleeds through all of them. But, like, at least this one, like, I, I feel like even Mark in this one has very redeemable qualities that you don't go, uh, yeah, he's a hero, but he's kind of an ass. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Danny, your initial thoughts? Um, well... My initial thought was, holy fuck, we're actually getting a Moon Knight show. Like, right. I couldn't, I couldn't, like, believe what I was watching. Like, this is, like, essentially, like, granted with the changes and stuff, like, bare bones, we're getting a Moon Knight show. Um, it felt like Legion Light, which is fine, because I liked Legion, and that was okay. Um, I okay. did like kind of the use of, um, 
editing to to show the time passing through the changing of uh, personalities, especially in the car chases and stuff that was in the fight scenes, like when you're transitioning from uh, Steven to uh, whoever took over at that time. Uh, I do like the air of mystery. It, it was interesting that they started with Steven and not with Mark, um, considering Mark is primary. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they started with Steven, which was very interesting because I, I was kind of like, why would you start with him? But like having like the the shy, cute guy who works at a museum, a gift shop nerd who should be a curator or a tour guide, but isn't, um, you know, he has his little dates and he's just very irresponsible because he's always had these time lances, which is what probably why is he working at the museum for so long? <laughs> Um, but either way, I thought it was overall good. Marvel does a fantastic job of making me like their side characters more, um, than their primary character. So Layla stole my heart. She was a, like, this could have been a Scarlet Scabbard fucking show without Mark. And it would have been amazing. She's gorgeous. Oh my God. She's gorgeous. And she was just great. And she just, yes. You know, the way they told her story just alluded so much emotion and, like... She is so I, much better than Marlene. Sorry, Marlene. Yeah, but... <laughs> agreed, but it's just, like... It really was her show, I feel, because they gave her more moments, especially when they were doing that final fight scene and she saves that car and the little girl looks at her and she's like, are you an Egyptian superhero? I was like, yes, representation! So hard right now! I don't know. During that last fight scene, there was the part when Steven like gets hit into the wall and then knocks the dude off and like dusts off his coat, fixes himself up, and goes back into the fight. And I was like, Steven, look at you grow, you yes. little bastard. <laughs> well, I mean, once he has that revelation where it's just like, you can do this and you're me, so that means I can do this. That yeah. self-affirmation thought. I was just like, oh, Steven's uh, Steven's a badass now. Like, if yes. he if he has that kind of self confidence, like that was great. And then the kind of like the tra- transitioning between Mark and Steve with costume changing. Oh, dude, uh, it was so good, so good. Um, I, I I'm I'm overall I'm a practical guy over CGI. I'll always pick practical. So CGI. Didn't hit for me, but it's whatever. Like, it's just the world we live in. I get it. Some things can't happen without CGI. Um, the jackal scene was cool through the museum. Um, the whole thing with the the afterlife and kind of the sailboat through the sand. Um, that was rad through the asylum. Ethan Hawke. Like, way to go, dude. Like, way to, like, bring a nobody character and just give him so much character death and dimension. I would have loved to see at least a 10-minute, five-minute flashback of him as the avatar of Moon Knight and kind of like his costume, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I think that would have just been awesome, but it wasn't really needed. Huh? A costume for him at all? I mean, who knows? Maybe he didn't even have a costume. Maybe he was just like walking around with those fucking Birkenstocks and just <laughs> kicking ass. <laughs> 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 um. You know, I know we'll probably talk about more details, but, like, just kind of going into the psyche and, like, the emotional baggage of mental illness and kind of the dissociative disorder of what 
caused Mark to be in the situation um, was real. And in that yeah. asylum scene where they're kind of trying to figure it out and come to terms with one another was was very heart heart wrenching. It was it was a lot of Mark's backstory was just it was tough. Yeah, it was, it was tough to watch. And you know, with the lot quote unquote loss of his brother, um, I only put quotes on that because you don't see a body. So he might bubble fit the <laughs> shit out of this in season two. We well, don't know. Like I said, it's different than the comics. So yeah, maybe they might um, circle back around. There's probably another Egyptian god that snatched him up. Um, and just kind of his relationship with his mother and like how heartbreaking it is that like when he's Steven, he calls her every day, even though he like kind of knows that she's dead, but isn't. And he's just naive to that fact. Oh, oh, yeah. I, what about you, Joey? I mean, so uh, like being like I, I said, honestly, like peripherally aware of Moon Knight, like as like an image and like a meme. But definitely Blue just being like, no, 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 we got to get down in the weeds, in, into the, the field of reeds of of uh, freaking Moon Knight. And being like, well, if Blue's excited about something, I'm interested in it. You know what I mean? Like, master storyteller. Um, and then, like, getting, because there was a new Moon Knight, like, comic, like, run coming out. Like, getting it and reading it and just being like, what the what? Uh, and then after that, that was the Raw run. Uh, but going back and like you know finding finding some issues and like reading some stuff and just being like, dude, this is cool. But then like wondering how does this translate to like MCU storytelling in the Disney Plus era, you know? And like I don't know, I don't know how that dark and gritty and bloody comic like translates. Uh, so like just wondering, are we gonna get to the darker side, which leads to Blade, or you know they said they were gonna concentrate on the dissociative identity disorder, and then just getting something completely different than what like if i was doing a direct like translation from the comics and being like okay but just oscar isaac like with this beautiful face and his acting like hubba hubba yeah 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 me extraordinaire you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just uh just acting his face off and like i i liked the way they story told and like sometimes they didn't show you things there are things that happen that are left to your imagination. I know some people are frustrated by that, but I always like the opportunity for my imagination to go a little wild. You know what I mean? I don't have, especially in this story, I didn't have to see everything. And it also allowed for like a certain shock factor, which I appreciated. You know what I mean? It's, it's nice when a show can like, you know, at least two or three times in every episode, have me being like, what the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> like that's, that's refreshing, you know? And uh, I, I, I found it true, you know, cause you're focusing on one character. So if you showed all three things or all two things, you don't, you get the entire story. So you don't get that feeling of disconnection. And I it literally like my poor Heather watching it, just like this show is weird. And although her estimation and love of the show grew as we went through six episodes, the word weird popped up in every review. <laughs> yeah. No, she's not, she's not. And, and I forgot that because, you know, again, as I was watching it, I was just all star eyes because it's Moon Knight. And like, I get it. I know what's going on. I know when he has his eye flutters, I know what's happening. Right. But like to the casual fan that I spoke to, eventually they're like, I don't know what's going on. Like, this is weird. This show's weird. I was just like, ah. You don't know the glory that you're missing. And well, I and I love that. So Moon Knight, a character that like 
some of us more than others know a bit about. You know what I mean? And I, I'm not going to put myself as like number one Moon Knight fan, but I, I definitely think he's great. And Blue loves him, so I love him. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just that's how it works. But for people that had no idea, the fact that they were like, no, we're going to do an origin story. We're going to have action. We're going to have stakes. We're going to have different stuff. But we're we're going to give you an origin story. And you know what? We're fucking going back to the Iron Man well. And we're giving you an origin story that's really disconnected from everything you've watched. You know, like, it exists in the universe, but all of that homework you've done and all that shit you've memorized, it doesn't matter. Just unstrap yourself from the burden of that knowledge and enjoy a story. Yeah. And uh, I found that also refreshing. I guess. Yeah. Like, there's definitely some Easter eggs and some mentions that if you know a thing or two, you're like, ooh. Like, just like, (laughs) example, when they mention, like, Hecanut, I'm like, Hecanut? I know that name. So I do a dive on the internet, and I'm like... Oh, like Thanos-level villain. Fucking the four relics, the cornerstones of creation, the Ebon Rose, the Darkhold, the Serpent Crown, the Sword of Bone. And I'm like, oh, it's going to fucking get metal. And, of course, it doesn't. But that's okay because I still got to be excited for a moment about, like, recognizing a name and, like, diving through the interwebs and being like, oh, they just offhandedly mentioned some serious cosmic fuckery. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny yeah. you mentioned that because in the scene where they show all the the totems, I forgot what they called them, but like all the no. gods have been encased in, in into a a figurine. The these. Yeah, and they put them in the wall. Like my first thought was just like, well, I can't wait to wake up in the morning for some nerd to do all the homework for me to figure out who they were. And no shit, <laughs> they, there it was. As soon as I got to work and looked up the news, someone already screenshotted each one of them and told me which gods they were. <laughs> Yeah, Anubis, Bess, Hegget, Kepri, Knun, Wajet, and Neith. Yep. We are we are the knights who say Neith. <laughs> <laughs> we are the moon knights who say Neith. <laughs> hey, having a uh, Anubis in there was really important too, because Anubis yeah. is a pretty hard hitting character in Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Danny sent me that article, and I was like, "Ooh, this is like I I approve of this nerd work." <laughs> hey, they're out there. I knew it wasn't going to mean a lick of anything for the show, that the, it was just too much, but I still appreciated the work. And they're they're still sitting there. They're still in the Pyramid of Giza, you know what I mean? They yeah. haven't gone anywhere, so... like I'm honestly they're... surprised that, like, Layla just didn't go in and just start smashing totems, because that's what I thought were, what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's That CGI budget just wasn't Disney Plus level. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> that's not even necessarily, like, MCU Phase 4 level yet. Like, maybe, like, Spider-Man No Way Home, like, is at that level, but not really. (laughs) The bigger Um, it gets, the more expensive. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like, so we're, like, talking, like, so we I rattled off, like, a bunch of, like, god names. And, like, of course, like, the first two, like, you know, freaking Anubis, huge, and freaking Bess is also really big. And the other ones are other Egyptian gods. But I couldn't help even before, like, uh, a drop that happens in the fifth episode, thinking, like, Bast is an Egyptian god. Like, too many... And I didn't actually get to read a whole bunch of articles where anybody, like, connected that thing. I heard somebody mention it on a podcast, but it was they, like, glossed over it. But, like, Black Panther in the comic, Bast is a part of those comics and is 100% an Egyptian god that was like, fuck Egypt, I'm going to Africa. And, like, helps, helps the people of Wakanda. Going south. Egypt is in Africa, though. Yeah. Correct. 
correct. Although most often correlated to uh, the Middle East or Southwest Asia. Also true. Especially in like global politics. That's what um, <laughs> but yes, at the time, at the time of the gods and the pyramids, 100%. Northern Africa divided by a desert from anything fruitful in Africa. <laughs> um, but like, I just, yeah, like freaking like Bast, Bastet, the Egyptian god, the lioness warrior goddess of the sun. Uh, very connected to Ra and some other stuff. But, like, I just was like, hey, like, there's some some soft, like, seeds planted in the dirt that really, in the future, could grow some, like, amazing fruit. Like oh, yeah. resurrections? What do you mean? Well, I mean, amongst other things. Because, like, they kind of established that there's different planes of planes. Oh, my God. I don't know that, that's, of that's, on my, that's on my notes to talk about. So we can get there if you if you really want to dive deep into it. But. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, I, I'll just go fuck myself till then. No, no, no. No, you're good. <laughs> like, no, I no. literally have the quote written down. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I have a question for Blue. Yeah. Mr. Blueford. Um, what would you think of the costume? Um, I was able to look past the funky mask. Uh, I didn't... Which one? Both? No, I think Mr. Knight's mask was fine. Mr. Knight's? Yeah, Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight, that's uh, when he's wearing the suit. That's Mr. Knight. And then, but Moon Knight's mask bugged me a little bit. Why? Uh, The shapes on the face, um, I didn't quite like them. Uh, The way that it looks kind of like, um, how to say, like, like a short mask, makes sense. Like it's like a, a a ninja mask and then like extra. Okay, yeah. Was, I'm looking at it right little, now. I see that. Yeah, was a little a little weird for me, especially considering in the books it's just a solid piece. It's just like foi. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. So that kind of threw me off. The I love the fact that they actually went um, more Egyptian with it. Like they gave it more of a feel. Um, like with the with the wrappings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also gave it a little bit of the armor plating like he has in the books. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was really cool, too. Um, I love the, the way that the weaponry comes off of it. Um, that's not really book canon. He doesn't usually just generate a bunch of shit. I mean, he's rich, <laughs> so he, he buys a bunch of stuff. But um, the fact that he's able to generate it off his body is pretty rad. Um, they gave him, they gave him a lot of the powers that he has in the books all the time, which was a little weird, but at the same time, I was like, yes, this is to distinguish him away from like the Batman style character. Cause yes, he's rich. Yes. He has a bunch of weapons that he pays for and all these vehicles and shit, but he is capable of doing these powers. And I'm glad that they explored that. And I feel like the suit was a representation of that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, because of those factors, I was fine with the suit. Um, the mask bugged me, but, you know, seeing him in action, I got over it. So, oh, that crescent cape, though. Oh, when he flew. <laughs> oh, I was so fucking into it, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was right. like, God, give it to me. Yeah, and I was like, I literally every time he jumped in and showed the crest, I was like, ah, and Heather just like look at me like, oh, you simple man. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't, doesn't take much, baby. Doesn't I like literally looked over and said, it doesn't Good. take much, baby. Doesn't take much. 
Yeah, it uh, it it was good, but like even more than so more than Moon Knight. Like <laughs> I've seen some funny memes where it's like, you know, Moon Knight, uh, Avatar, two costumes, like uh, Layla, Scarlet Scarab, Tarot's Avatar costume, badass costume. They're <laughs> like freaking uh, Ethan Hawke's villain, who I can't even uh, think of his name right now. No costume. <laughs> yep, no costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's my costume? Amit <laughs> sucks. Yeah, yeah. Although the kaiju level fight between Kanchu and Amit were was top notch, awesome. Love. I loved it so much. I've seen some people like negative on it, but fuck you, like. Yeah, <laughs> it was beautiful. The juxtaposition between the on the ground level like fighting and then freaking the the giant kaiju fight, like yeah, yeah. It was freaking great. I loved it. And just so people don't yell at me, Arthur Harrow, that is the name of the character that Ethan Hawke played. Yeah. He likes kombucha and and killing old ladies. That he does. He does. And speaking Mandarin. Yes. And speaking Mandarin very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so interesting that Ethan Hawke, like, finally, like, gave up and joined the MCU because, like, he's friends with Oscar Isaac and, like, got roped in. And, like, now he's on, like, instead of being like, MCU Marvel movies are garbage, it's not cinema. He's like, I have room in my heart for all forms of cinema, high cinema and low cinema. And it's like, bro, you died in the show. You don't got to lie to us. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know I mean, you got a role you wanted. You did a good job. You got your paycheck. You're good, Ethan Hawke. Now go off and freaking do some other great movies. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> but he probably promised, like, Oscar, like, I won't talk bad anymore. I'll be a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's more like, this Disney money's nice. Yeah. yeah that, for real. that Brinks truck, that beep is just cathartic <laughs> to the soul. It's so comforting. Yeah, I, I really like not Moon Knight, but I want to see this movie that Ethan Hawke was in where he played John Brown. Mm-hmm. My buddy Nick sent me like a scene of him like yelling at this guy while this cannon's like slowly like burning. And he's like, get out of this. Get out of the And the guy ought to get out of this. It's so crazy. I'm like, oh, my God, I must see this movie. It's probably awful, but it's so great. And the cannon <laughs> explodes some mother trucker. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and Nick sent me, like, the thing. He was talking about it at work, and I was like, I must see this. So he finally sent it to me, and I was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's good. I mean, uh, I mean, we're past, like, initial thoughts, but, like, was, was six episodes enough? No. Oh, no. that's a tough one. Do you think we'll get more? I, yes. I want more. I really badly want more, but I don't know if we're going to get why not? Um, simply because, like, we still don't know where Moon Knight fits into the greater scheme of things. And with the mixed reactions, like, thinking realistically, um, they usually, for some reason, put Moon Knight into, like, they'll have him just like this, like uh, his own book for a little while, and then they'll stick him on a team for a little while. Then they'll give him his own book again when his popularity flares back up, he, he's always very up and down, right? So, yes. Um, I, I just don't know where they're going to stick him for the MCU, especially with everything else that has already been established for the MCU. Um, we still need something to tie it all together. Does that make sense? So I don't no. think we're going to get it until we get stuff that ties 
him back into the rest of the MCU. So, like, okay. yes, we got the Multiverse of Madness, and I haven't seen it yet, um, so I don't know exactly what all planes of existence they, they go through on that, but my guess, my educated guess would be they're probably going to bring more stuff of Moon Knight into um, either um, the new Wakanda movie, Wakanda Forever, with the Black Panther, um, because of Bost uh, being inside there, because they are going to, if they're choosing a new Black Panther and that's their route that they're going and not replacing um, Chadwick Boseman, then they're going to need to talk to Bost, which opens up an avenue to bring in, um, you know, Moon Knight and the rest of, of the cadre of, you know, Egyptian gods. Or, because they're already bringing in a shit ton of gods into the uh, Thor Love and Thunder, because they've already got fucking the Norse gods, the Greek gods inside there. They're bringing in everybody. So, like, right. or the God Butcher is going to be trying to kill people. So we'll see. It's like all gods on deck. Yeah, yeah we'll call. Yeah. I mean, so, like... I hate the way he looks, uh, Gore the God Butcher, by the way. Whatever, it's fine. Just going off the Lego look, or...? Off of the uh, the latest um, drawn images, released images of him. Oh, I didn't see it, and I probably won't. I know um, they have an action figure out, but... It's terrible. Um, well, I know he has a nose, and people are mad, but fucking Jason Aaron's like, who fucking cares that he has a nose? It's the character, not the face. Yeah. Uh, I would... I didn't think it was too like by the time they finished the the series, they kind of wrapped everything nicely. Where I was just like, I'm fine with the six. Maybe one more episode would have gone too much, or maybe we could have got a you know uh, uh, Ethan Hawke episode or whatever. It's fine. The way they everything was wrapped up, like it was done well. I was happy. Yeah, I, I mean they they set it up where it can end. With just the the you know the big reveal at the end, mm-hmm. uh, or it can continue. Yeah. Now, now we've been a decade in, right? And so okay. this is trying to answer your question. We're like twelve. Why would they? Why would they in? do a one-off if they weren't planning to have this character return in some shape, form, or capacity? Well, that's that the beauty of the MCU. It doesn't have to be another show. It doesn't have to be another show, but I the Moon Knight will definitely return because at this point, why would they even invest? into a one-off when they have this right well that's why you get lincoln log of a fucking storytelling that they're doing now like, yeah and that's why you get a legitimate movie star like oscar isaac because yes he did a disney plus tv show but you put him into the movie and like drop a leak that he's going to be in baga baga everybody's like oh shit moon night <laughs> <laughs> yeah um especially with the way they ended it with uh introducing jack at the end like obviously they have more well i mean i could i could see that the next iteration is a scarlet scarab show to be honest oh yeah like as i mentioned earlier i would fucking love that and just keep it regional like keep it in the middle east the mediterranean like you don't need to fuck with new york like new york got too many heroes like keep this go to israel Try to solve fucking Palestine. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, I mean, you literally can have, like, the after effect of everything that went down with the giant kaiju fight being some of the Mushaptis did get busted. And Layla being like, ah, shit. And, yep. like, her trying to figure out, A, why they got ushapti in the first place and then, like, trying to fix it. So, like, yeah. it's right there. The story's right there. <laughs> yeah. 
And then and Mark Spector can show up for like, you know, an episode or whatever and everything's fine. Everybody's like, hey, it's like Mando and Boba. It's good. It's connected. Word. Yeah. So Word. I, I'm just saying, Marvel, you could hire me. I just I just gave you a million dollar idea. <laughs> you a lot welcome. of hours. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> nice. Although I, I do trust that there's some pretty smart people that write these things that, that thought of this as well. <laughs> Probably had that all lined up when they showed us the big wall in the article. I mean, they're probably like three years ahead of us anyway. So yeah, they're like, you yeah, were... motherfucker, we already had this done like two years ago. Like we yeah. know. Yeah, and if you're listening, thank you, smart ass mofo, for listening to my podcast. We appreciate you. Thank you for bringing these things from our childhood and our middle agedhood into life. Hell yeah. Yeah. So like moving, moving past like initial thoughts and like some of that, like what do we? Th- so I I talked about like a show like really not connected to the MCU. However, comma, if you're a big geek like us, it's connected. Mm-hmm. And what do you guys think about the connection to the MCU? Like the snap, planes of existence, uh, that sort of thing. Like connection to other things and ways that people didn't think about. Like us mentioning Bast and the Black Panther. Well, I mean, it definitely is showing kind of going along that route of like, hey, whatever you believe, that's you're right. That's where that's that's what happened. So. Which is, you know, a, a very nice free-for-all um, for everybody. And uh, I, I feel like you don't hurt any feelings <laughs> going that route. So it's definitely the safest. But aside from it being politically safe, it also opens up so much freaking coolness for things to just get crazy and mix up and have, like, to bring in the Greek gods and... The Elysian Fields, and well, what about Valhalla? Like, Thor hasn't even really spoke about it a lot, you know what I mean? Like, what are we going to get? How are these things going to connect and stuff like that? And then, I think Valhalla was mentioned in Thor Ragnarok as many times as I've seen it, as far as, like, the Valkyrie character, but anyways. Okay, uh, but, <laughs> but we didn't get to see it, though. Correct. Right? Yeah, so, like, being able to to have some interactions between... Um, the worlds like that, I think, would be phenomenal. It'd be so cool, and having so, like, a situation like that would be great. Well, we're we're at that point where, like, literally, Tawaret's quote is an afterlife, not the afterlife. You'd be surprised how many intersectional planes of untethered consciousness exist, like the ancestral plane. Oh, just gorgeous. <laughs> and like, I know many people like the ancestral plane. Fucking Wakanda forever! Yeah. And uh, I, I love that so much because when you're when you're dealing with afterlifes and any sort of religiosity, like you always run the risk of somebody feeling left out. Like not my MCU afterlife, but like literally just when they're finally diving into the afterlife, like being right up on Front Street. Like, dude, there's so many afterlifes. They're like all the mentions that Blue was saying, plus, 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 Disney, plus, plus, plus. <laughs> uh, yeah, that they're like, this is this is a iteration. And like allowing for, you know, Towerette maybe involved in all of them or only some of them, you know, it's just ah, my fucking lovely hippo god. Ah, so good. <laughs> yeah, her ears wiggled. It was so cute. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the patron saint of my beloved Jungle Cruise. Yeah. I don't care what anybody else says. So so now that they kind of establish tethered s- s- strains of uh, an afterlife or unconsciousness, does that open the door for resurrections? 
I mean, maybe. Good. I mean, technically or actually, Mark Spector was resurrected. Yes. So it's happened once. It could happen again. I mean, yes. If a writer writes themselves into a corner, it could happen again. (laughs) (laughs) And they just point at the Moon Knight show and like, uh, were you watching? (laughs) If not, go back and watch. Um. I like the idea that Osiris is a big softy, and that's the only reason that Mark Spector gets to come back. Yeah. Because <laughs> Osiris is not a big softy, like in any way, shape, or form in that mythology. Nor in the comic. So, Osiris is a giant douche. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love the planes of existence. I like, you know, because when, when we watched Black Panther and, like, he went to the ancestral plane, like, that was the first time in the MCU where it got a little weird in that spiritual sense. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody, like, writes it off. They're like, oh, Black Panther lore and, like, you know what I mean? Like, very, like, African, like, cultural, like, beliefs and everything. But it needs to be more. And yep. because of Moon Knight, it gets to be more. And they don't just, like, leave it where, like, some nerd's like, oh, since they mentioned untethered consciousness, the ancestral plane, they're like, no, we're going to fucking say the ancestral plane. That's going to be right there. And Tawaret loves that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like her ambassador dude, freaking pedicures, like, they're loving that shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, I was, I was very, very excited. And, like, it, it got me, like, I've, I've been all sorts of different rabbit holes because of this. So, like, you know, Thor... Uh, you listen to the podcast you know i love me some thor uh norse mythology something that i'm really into because of like my own ancestry and at one point what i thought was my ancestry before it was confirmed um but very into like odin and thor and loki and all the freaking norse mythology like it's it's like greek mythology but better (laughs) (laughs) uh and the world tree and all that jazz but in the mcu right quickly instead of like you know gods and magic it's aliens and science that's not understood and that got me thinking about the egyptian gods yeah like we haven't gotten an answer in that regard but you know in a world of mcu where that's the case like how does that fit and that's like a connection the mcu to consider do you guys have any thoughts on that well i mean how is it gonna fit that's the big question right what are they gonna do to make it fit like i have been so surprised with so many of these story twists that they've been doing so far like i did not see this stephen grant thing coming like at all i was like how are they gonna like differentiate him how are they gonna like what are are they thinking of doing and um i just don't know i just don't know what they're gonna bring to the table this time around you know what i mean i'm really looking forward to see what they do but it could be practically anything at this point. <laughs> what about you, Danny? What do you think? So what's the question again? Like, what what does the mythology bring? Like, I got lost on on Joey's tangent. <laughs> no, like how they're going to bring it together. Like, put it all together. And, and how do you think they're going to link them, link them up? I think they're going to stick with kind of how they originally introduced these pathos as just kind of... Um, different planets right because they originally there was no real magic in the mcu it's just everything's just technology that we don't understand which then is defined as magic um so like right. the asgardians are like aliens a form of an alien species at some point that we deem as divine i think that's kind of how they're going to introduce it like uh mount olympus is probably going to just be like a different 
either plane or planet where these the Greek gods kind of left to or Poseidon. Right. <laughs> Poseidon. I get that, but how is that going to work with all of the things we just saw in Moon Knight? Like, Amit did not just come out and be like, oh yeah, I use this technology. She sucked in souls, grew gigantic, and destroyed like a bunch of the fucking city. Like, right. I, well, mean, I mean, like with Thor, like, yes, like they say science and stuff, but Thor is still like gathering the fucking thunder and lightning. No, and yeah, 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 Shooting yeah, yeah. that oh, shit. So like, there's still, there's still some magic. Yeah. And, and if you've watched Satmom, you like. Satmom. Yeah. <laughs> stepmom. If you watch my stepmom, magic. Um, but like. Yeah. And I mean, you haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, Blue, but. Like, magic. definitely, like, the first one, and then now with the second one. Like, magic is back. At least chaos magic with, like, WandaVision and Dr. Setmom. Stop. Just stop. No, I'm just saying, like, stop. magic stop. Mag- stop. Stop. magic is stop. back. Stop. It's not just all science. Like, there is magic as well. Yes. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I, just don't want, I just don't want it to be spoiled for Blue and, like... He watched WandaVision. He knows about chaos magic. I do. They mentioned it. That's it. Um, That's- so, yes. So, I just think they're probably... But I they're going to tie it in with Love and Thunder because they're all going to be annihilated anyways. So you'll probably yeah, just have, what? like, a scatter of gods left over. I'm so wondering. Yeah, and I mean, maybe that is, maybe that's the entire point of Thor, Love and Thunder, aside from, like, the love story for, like, Jane and Thor, is uh, cleaning up some some of this mess with, like, gods. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I love Taika Waititi, like, coming out being like, Oh, it's the best thing I've ever done. And then, uh, and then there's like memes of like him rubbing, putting a medal on himself. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, he hasn't proven us wrong, so you can't hear him say like it's great and be like, oh, whatever. Of course he says that. Like, well, like he's got a really good track record. So <laughs> our flag means death is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So like, like show me the Waititi thing that's like not been good enough for you, and let me tell you how you're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just he he's he feels like he has a lot of care and attention, and he just has a really smart brain where he figures it out. Yep. So I mean, so like we don't know, like we'll figure it out, like the aliens thing. And I mean, I I like that you know the first store they really dove deep into it, and then they didn't like dive as deep. Like there's Guardians of the Galaxy and the cosmic stuff, but like, and of course like you know new Asgard on Earth, um, but. You know what I mean? They don't have to beat your head over it. Like you're you're aware of that, but like you can also like not like lose sleep over it and like continue watching the story. And like it made me wonder, like you know, planes of existence and whatnot. And maybe maybe we'll actually be pleasantly surprised to see something in in Love and Thunder that like references like some things that we saw in Moon Knight, even if it's yeah. just like a real quick something. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, good for you, Watiti. Good. Uh, hello, my name is Taika. I made a movie. I put a Moon Knight Easter egg in. You're welcome. <laughs> I just feel like that question is going to be answered in in the Love and Thunder for sure. Yeah, especially because Gore the God Butcher is going to be there, so they're probably gonna they're probably gonna do some shenanigans there. Yeah, it's just going to be Gore and Moon Knight. He's a like, good for you, good for <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't kill your gods. Good for you. La di da di da. So, like, with, like, connections to the MCU, like, before we, like, get to the next one that I wanted to discuss briefly, I, I did read, like, some fuckwad on the internet. You know, there's always one or more. 
Uh, but basically was saying that uh, Moon Knight cheapened Iron Man's death because now I get to believe that he's happy on some sort of an afterlife plane. And I'm just like, it, it's such a religious commentary that I was like, hey, this, this shit's fucking fictional, dude. Like, yes, I think I think Bruce Wayne and Batman are assholes. I think Tony Stark is a unredeemable alcoholic fuck. I think Hank Pym deserves to be stuck in Ultron tormented for eternity. However, I'm not losing some sleep over like whether like they're dead and like chilling and like freaking drinking mimosas on the afterlife plane. Like <laughs> if, Wait. If, we're, if we're believing in afterlife, there's a whole fucking sea of sand where like fucking like sand sand people, not Tuscan Raiders, but just like made of sand people are tormented and like ripping people off a of hippo goddess's ship. Like, there's a possibility that Tony Stark's, like, in an afterlife that's not so nice, that the mimosas are on fire, you know? Uh, so this person's complaint is that Tony Stark got a happy ending? That Moon Knight allowed the possibility for them to believe that Tony Stark got a happy ending in the afterlife. And that's where they take umbrage? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I didn't read, like, an itemized manifesto from this person, but... I mean, that's, that's a... I mean, like, just be butthurt at that point. If you if you're digging that deep <laughs> to be butthurt, just be butthurt. Like, I don't I don't like the fact that this character's dead and their afterlife. They're fucking drinking martinis by the poolside and their stro- destroyed condo in the Malibu Hills. Like, what the fuck? I would just I just love that they they created this entire thing in their head and then affixed that mental imagery to a show that said absolutely. Fuck all about it. Like, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. Like, I was like, the, like the dude sacrificed himself to stop Thanos, and you're upset because there's a possibility that he's chilling out in a a field of wheat. Like, the fuck? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I like to I like to picture my Tony Stark Jesus wearing a tuxedo shirt. <laughs> Bro, like, I honestly envious of that guy. The fact that this dude has no fucking problems in his life. Where this is a fucking problem. Like, I wish my life was that fucking comfortable. <laughs> That's nice. So what you're saying is these these wild rants come from a place of privilege. Kind of. It feels that way. At least that's the way it feels. I I've, mean, I've, learned, a little I've bit. learned very, very, like, over the last, like, five, ten years, like, you can't argue feelings. You can argue facts, but you can't argue feelings. So if I'm ever saying something, like, to a manager, like, another person, and, like, I see the eyebrows, I'm like, or at least that's the way it feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next my, topic, please. My feelings may not be uh, actual pictures of reality, but they're feelings nonetheless. Wow. I just, I just, wow. I just, I, I figured I'd mention it just because I saw it and I was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to see what the boys think. That's a, that's uh, a, yeah. Blue said nothing. Blue, you have to say something. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The other, the other connection to MCU, which is not really mentioned at all, but should be discussed, is the snap. Yeah. So the, it's the first, like, Disney plus something. Um, or movie post Endgame and Infinity War that, that hasn't mentioned the snap in some way, shape, or form. Yes. So my question is: is when in the timeline is this movie happening? It's post snap. It is. Okay. So if it is post snap, imagine everybody on Earth going, "Ah oh, man, you know, we just dealt with this. There's a giant hand in the ocean, and then the sky fucking fl- flitters." 
and like circles around. Like everybody's probably like, "What the fuck is going on? I hate living on this planet." No, but there's all there's also the people that are like, "Yep, fucking Earth." Nope, that's just the world we live in now. Fuck all of us. We're gonna die tomorrow. Yeah, because definitely, like, although we saw it from an Egyptian POV, the entire, like, night sky going bonkers was an Earth-wide event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is why the, the other Egyptian gods were so interested, because it's hard to ignore. And I would, I would like if it's mentioned in some sort of, like, future thing where they're like, remember when the night sky just went crazy? Like, just an offhand comment, someone was like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Where everything I, was just like fly around. <laughs> I could see that in like She Hulk while they're like just try drinking in some nightclub or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so like so it, it has been answered. One of the producers for Moon Knight, I didn't get the name of them, I just chatted a quick note, but they did reveal Mark was not snapped and like in the writer's room, uh they were like, If he was, it was something that would have to be mentioned. We don't mention it. So he wasn't. And they were just like basically it's Mark up until the point where his mom dies, of course, it's Mark Spector just moon knighting it up because the crime levels are rising, everything's chaotic, and he's just wherever he was, like being Moon Knight and and uh, avenging uh, the Lost Travelers. Yeah, yeah, That's and I fair. I sort of love that, and I think uh, I would love a prequel show that just showed me that. You know what I mean? Like a la Daredevil, like Netflix era, just Moon Knight, Moon Knighting it up. Word. That is awesome. Yeah. Like, oh. Do you guys have thoughts about that, like Moon Knight in the snap? Oh hell yeah! Like if he if he wasn't and he was just like taking care of his own little section like he usually does, um, that would be super duper rad because he is very protective of his little area of New York, um, and he is very douchey about like how he likes to protect. He doesn't like other people like treading on his turf. Uh, none of the other heroes and stuff like that. So thinking of him like just saving as many people as he can with everything else going on, he's like, well, he's always been of the mind like, well, you know, the Avengers are saving the universe and the whole planet. Like the X-Men are fighting against racial inequality and blah, blah, blah. And But nobody's taking care of the poor people here in this freaking crime alley. So I'm going to take care of them. And uh, he's very much the... I, I stand up for the little guy, and I get to cut people's faces open, so that's pretty cool, too. I mean, so... Go ahead, Danny. No, I agree. Like, so here's here's an interesting thought that I had, like, going with that producer's comments. Khonshu in the show doesn't feel like a god who is satisfied with the small piece of the pie. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like he's definitely given him this overarching mission and, like, drive and everything... So I wonder how, like, the, the concept we've been presented in the show versus, like, what we know in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, there's the big reveal at the end where you're like, oh, concha has been pulling strings, like, much further. There's a reason they all of a sudden showed up in Latveria with a fucking Bavarian castle. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. there's more to this, and Mark's been losing more time than he realizes, and then so is Steven. But, like, I don't know how, like, the concha that I saw on screen, like, gels with that, like, five years of, like mark moon knight in and up you know what i mean oh absolutely so here's my thing though for as much as what i was saying is what moon knight does that is not what Kanshu wants him to do and that is part of the great things about the books is that he is in a constant battle with Kanshu saying you know i need you to go and do this 
we have bigger things to do. Like you're you're fucking this up for me. Knock it off. And Mark just saying, no, we're doing things my way. It's my body. Fuck you. And um, which is what usually brings him a lot of the struggles and gets his like powers revoked and gets him into fights. He dies constantly because Conchu's like, no, I don't know why I keep putting up with you. Like it's a really, really toxic relationship between the two. And uh, <laughs> I, I really feel like they brought that into into the show. Because it is. It's a really toxic relationship. Here's a question for you, Blue. Like, with as steeped as you are in the Moon Knight comics, does Mark need to sleep? Yes. Like, the body himself? Yeah. Or or Mark himself? Like, the body. So, technically, no. As long as there's a moon out, no. Um, uh, technically, as long as there's a moon out, he doesn't even need to breathe, uh, to be honest. He's like... He doesn't realize the amount of power he has. Like with a full moon, like he's practically invincible. Okay. But it's 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 really up to his um, mental condition, you know, um, because obviously he's gonna put forth however much power he's gonna put forth. And sometimes in the books they've they've shown it like, oh, like uh, how did I get that super strength? Like that was crazy. And Kanchu's like. Oh man, like you don't even know you're my avatar. Like that means something. And he's like, whatever. And I think the first time they really like hardcore delved into it was um the original Secret Wars, where who was he fighting? Um I can't think of the villain he was fighting, but it was one of the big ones. Like big powerful villain. And um Moon Knight was like, What the hell am I supposed to do? Like this is like a real villain. Like he's not uh, some punk on the street. I can't just fucking cut his face open and stuff. And then Kanchu was like, Oh my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, look around you, Mark. And he's like, what? And, and he finally looks around and he goes, you're in a dimension right now. And everything around you is a moon. All of the satellites that were circling around the area that they were fighting were moons and they were all full. And his power grew so much that he just demolished the villain that he was fighting. And he went a little bit crazy with the uh, the amount of power that he was um, exhibiting. I, I specifically remember him uh, laughing maniacally as he was just beating the hell out of this freaking villain, um, which was a really good comic panel. But he does have a lot of power, but it's really tied into his psyche, which, as we all know, I mean, is fucked. Because the reason I asked that is like with the show specifically so mm -hmm. especially with the big jake lockley reveal like i have to allow for like the only times like jake can do stuff is when like mark or steven aren't in control which would be when they're sleeping so like that, that was my question you know what i mean like so does jake just have free reign of all like the sleeping hours sort of like i'm thinking like along the lines of like current hulk stuff where like you know hulk owns the night and bruce owns the day you know what i mean where they yeah. really brought like the sun into play with like the hulk's powers which i fucking love but uh like that's all that's why i was asking that well yeah so i mean it also would play into what they um established in the show that the armor gives him healing ability which I would imagine also just, hey, you get recharged as long as you're wearing the suit. Yeah, just like roll one d six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what? What? I'm glad. I glad disagree that made sense. with blue. Oh really? Yeah, I think 
or I guess Joe's statement is I don't think Jake comes out when they're sleeping. I think each personality comes out in the, the situation that is required. And that's how you ended up with Steven. That's how you ended up with Jake in the first place, right? Because Mark was put into a stressful situation that he could not emotionally or mentally handle. And then when that occurs, that personality comes up. Now, at the end of the season, yeah, Mark and Steve have have uh, an accord. They, they get along, and now they're, like, best friends, but they're the same person, which is rad. Um, <laughs> but there's still a need, you know, for a personality that when shit gets crazy, he needs to be dealt with. And I think that's Jake. So whenever oh, yeah. things actually get completely nutty and, like, all hope is lost, quote, air quotes, like, they need Jake to come out. Um and, you know, there's probably a scene in season two where it was probably Jake that killed everybody at the work site. Like, how many times do we think we saw Jake in the show? Uh, I wasn't counting. Like, what the fuck? I think, <laughs> I think we saw him in the very first episode when I think so too. turned to the left and then turned to the right. I think when he turned to the when he turned to the right. Uh, no, he turns to the right and then he turns to the left because he looks at his reflection in the right mirror and it looked mean and then he looked left and then Mark was talking to him. I think that was like one of those Okay. Like, oh shit. And then like, I think in like the, Jake. <laughs> the third episode or the one where they're in Egypt for the first time like when when the guys end up dying. <laughs> yes. Well, I think the yes. scene in in the scene where he opens up the curtains, I think that was Jake. Okay. You know what? I could see that too. Yeah, I mean it, it's fun because it's it's not said and it's like left to like the viewer's imagination, which is actually quite nice. It is, I agree. And he's like, you know, in that sarcophagus, like in the freaking uh, oh, definitely. In episode four, at the end, which uh, is my, which is my plot hole thing that I don't really understand, but I'm willing to go with it because it shows rad. Okay, well, you know what? That's actually a very beautiful transition, Danny. Let's go to any negatives that we have. And you could start us off. All right. So, I mean, so the whole balance. So if there are three personalities, which there are, right? Yeah. Yes. The whole balancing of the scales doesn't make sense. Because if it's just Mark and Steven, the scales were never going to be balanced without Jack. Without Jake? Thank you. So, like, in the, the whole time when they were on the boat and it wasn't balancing, I thought it was going to be because of Jake. Because they were missing somebody. They only put in one third of Mark or two thirds of Mark. They're still missing that third. And so when it balanced, I was just like, all right, that doesn't make sense because I, you still have a whole other guy. I actually have a really big thought about that. Oh, me um, too. But go ahead, Blue. Yeah. So my big thought about it is that Mark had something he was hiding and he was scared. He was also very um, remorseful about creating Steven in the first place about how he dealt with his mom, how he dealt with his dad. He was very remorseful about what he did with his brother. Um, and Stephen also was very much kind of holding back and really not dealing with the fact that, one, he was made up, and two, the death of, of their mom, right? So once they both kind of, like, accepted, like, what life was, I think the scales balanced because... If you know anything about Jake, Jake doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. Everything is fine as far as Jake is concerned. 
he rationalizes everything. He doesn't have anything to feel regret over, as far as he's concerned. There is nothing wrong, and he can die in peace whenever he wants because he doesn't give a fuck, which is my thought, and it totally makes sense um, because once these two losers in Jake's eyes, (laughs) I love them. I love them, but as far as Jake is concerned, once these two losers were able to fucking cope with their bitchness, then everything balanced, and he's like, oh, good. You guys finally fucking calm down. Awesome. And then the... I mean, I, 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 my thoughts on it is like, so if if one of us ended up on that plane, like untethered plane of existence, it would be our consciousness, like our understanding of ourself that was weighed. Mm-hmm. So like Mark has an understanding that there's more to himself than just himself. Like there's Steven as well. So there's that. But neither one of them at this point have any idea about Jake. So that's not even like, that's not even there to unbalance them. You know what I mean? If if more had come out, then yeah, it would have been there. But just a rattling sarcophagi, that's just some creepy shit. A hippo showed up and they screamed. You know what I mean? Like, so that was my thought behind it. Like, but I mean, you know, I, I could understand like the the qualm there, but it didn't it didn't even strike me because at that point, like Mark and Steven are only aware of themselves as like the the beings within one body. Yeah. So that's why it didn't bother me. Sort of like what Blue was saying. I don't hunt, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the dog does hunt. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't hunt for you. Because catches, he's still there. Like, catches, just because they don't know he's there doesn't mean he's like... Mark, similar to how they didn't know... Correction. Similar to how Steven didn't know Mark was there. Like, he's still there. Regardless if he knows or not. Not I mean, knowing isn't a defense like ours is not to understand the the, the Danes of gods and afterlives. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a scale that marries that measures stone hearts. So yes, yes, but like planes of consciousness. So I mean, maybe I, I they thought... would have died and like Jack would have taken Jake would have taken over. Like <laughs> um, who who knows? Hey, but that that's your one negative, Danny. Yeah, and in the grand with, scheme with, with of blue, like like I had I had issue with the costume. For at least the first episode, like the uh, Moon Knight costume with the, I didn't like how mummy it looked, but it made sense considering it's an Egyptian god and it kind of had uh, influences of like Egyptian armor and things like that. So like I came to peace with it. Like I thought yeah. being the mummy costume was too on the nose, but whatever, it worked. Okay, it worked how it needed to work. Um, nice. but for the most part, no, I don't really have any complaints. With the, the kaiju battle was dope. I think Leia, Layla stole the show completely in my eyes. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was rad. I'm, no, no, that's it. Blue, did you have any negatives? Trying to think. Okay, well, oh, while you... Yes, Hera. Hera ah, so have they, a cop. Okay. Yeah. But he's such, he's such a side character from the comics. Like, You yeah. know what I mean? And he didn't have a cop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am appreciative. It is sad that the one actor died after like filming Moon Knight, but I'm happy that like the role that he played wasn't such that it matters. That's yeah. sad, but like also like convenient. Uh, I mean, I think my it's not a negative per se, but it's just Harrow. Like there are points in that show where I love him as a villain, and there are points in that show where I could give two shits. But it's okay because it's not his show. 
know what I mean? And because I kept saying, like, it's not him, it's Amit. It's not him, it's Amit. And in, in the long run of the show, it's not him, it's Amit. Yeah. And, like, you know, when they're when, when Steven and Mark are, like, you know, they, they offer mercy, I'm like, okay, that shit's going to bite them in the ass. But then it doesn't, because for once, Jake did something where I was like, good job, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike when he impregnated fucking Mark's ex-girlfriend, oh, pretending to Marlene, be, yeah, yeah his, his ex-wife Marlene, pretending to be Mark, only so Mark, like, 10 years down the road can find out he's a fucking kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. I told Heather about that because I was like, no, this is Jake. And Heather was like, that fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so, yes. Yeah. And I, I hope he continues, if we get more, he continues to speak Spanish. I hope so. Very much. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. I can't tell you how much I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would tell anybody that has negatives of a show, like, one of my favorite things in the universe is Screen Junkies Honest Trailers. Because they go after all sorts of things, even things that you could tell that they kind of sort of love. Um, but they do it with humor and and good screen editing and everything. And, like, I watched the Moon Knight Honest trailer, and I was like, this is funny. I was like, because it honestly takes, like, any of the stuff that somebody could be, like, a little bit negative about it, but because it's, like, seen through that lens of humor, you're just like, let's stop taking ourselves so seriously, guys. Like, it's a superhero show. Like, you know? Yeah. Because uh, sometimes, like, when they were showing all the cuts of, like, Oscar Isaac's, like, acting choices, I was like, yeah, when seen that way. <laughs> So and they they said there was some other funny stuff where they were like, you know, uh, that uh, Mark has like the same like character growth as like a different MCU hero like with the with the dead brother and it was just funny it was it was cracking me up I was like good job guys I like that and I like the guy's voice it's real deep very yeah. very old movie narrator from trailers yeah so uh. I appreciate it, but I'm like, yeah, if you want negatives, watch the Honest Trailer. Like, there's some stuff in there where I was like, I mean, I don't completely disagree, but I still enjoy the piss out of the show, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what what else is there to talk about? Like, did we did we give... Layla? Layla due, being... There we go. Scarlet yeah. Scarab. I was going to say, did we give due diligence and justice to Layla and Scarlet no, Scarab? absolutely not. Okay, so, so that people know, um, Layla is a completely new character for this. Uh, Mark's wife in the comic books is Marlene. And Marlene is some white chick from New York. Nobody cares about Marlene. Marlene sucks. Yeah, she got done <laughs> dirty. She had a baby. Whatever. Marlene sucks. Layla? Fucking new hotness. Marlene? Old and busted. Layla? New hotness. 100%. Holy wow. Fucking Scarlet Scarab? Flying Scarab? Red Scarab? I don't care what the hell you want to call her. She's fucking gorgeous. Amazing. Incredible. Loved her acting, loved her in the series. Uh, like Danny said, when that little that little girl was like, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" She was like, "Yes." I was like, yeah, "Give it to me, so <laughs> fucking good." Yes, just yes, because she was she was so fucking cool. Like I loved her from the moment she showed up, uh, right up until that point, and then I loved her even more. I was like, just all of this. All of it. Yes. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a new character, but it honestly, like, although nobody's mad about it, 
is then like gender bending, like a Marvel character that barely was in there, Abdul Fawul, who was the original Scarlet Scarab, and doing Nobody Layla Fawuli and doing like her version of Scarlet Scarab. And yeah. it's like it's a, a very very smart way to do that, like twisting of a character and bringing them in, and like having it just be a new thing that just like wows the world. Yeah, because the original Scarlet Scarab looked really weird, and he was he was ripped. Good God, he was ripped. I don't know if you've seen... Have you seen the original comic book images of him? The dude is fucking jacked. Anyways. Uh, but, like, half his body is fucking out in the air. He's not wearing a shirt and shit. Anyways. Dude is fucking... Is jacked. But nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit about the original Scarlet Scarab. This chick, Layla? Mm, top notch. Yes. Well, I know when me, me and Danny talked about it, and we're like, dude, do you have any idea of this? And we're like, no. Like, this seems new. And then, like, of course, the article's dropping. You're like, oh, okay. It's a very, very deep poll, like, worthy of blue. Like, <laughs> so, like, they dove appropriately into, like, the nether that was never going to see the light of day and, like, did something even better. They said, here you go. New hot. Bat. Yeah. I, I don't get how a hippo god's avatar gets, like, Egyptian golden wings, but I don't care. Don't yep. care. Same. Yeah. Don't. And well, she said, "Well, I have a new idea for an outfit, actually." And I was like, "Oh, please, like, show me." What I mean, is. I probably wouldn't hated a hippo outfit, to tell you the truth. I mean, if they gave yeah. her like strong powers instead of like fl- wing power powers. Like, I would have been down with that too. Well, I, when I first saw the costume, like before the wings appeared, I was like, "Eh, okay." But then the wings appeared, and I was like, "I love it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, in all transparency, like, I've seen that gif a million times now. And, like, the dedication she puts into that stomp, like, she has to do, like, cosplay or LARP or something. Because she's, like, fully committed into that superhero pose. Like, it's just so natural. Like, I fucking love it. Yeah, it's it's really freaking good. Yeah. She is so uh... good. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I mean, I, I care more about getting a Scarlet Scarab show than I do a second season of Moon Knight as of right now. Um, yeah, make make him secondary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or both of them together, you know what I mean? Tales yeah. of the Scarab. Scarab Knight. The Scarab Knight. Yeah. I mean, Scarab Days. I me- like, I do remember right before the finale dropped, like, seeing the news that it was going to be the shortest at, like, 44 to 45 minutes. And with the way episode five ends, just being, like, telling you guys, like, I I don't know how they're going to end this. Like, I yeah. don't know. I have faith, but hot dog. Like, it just feels like it's at a point. And, and hats off to those writers for finding a way in 44 minutes. That's not even, that includes like the credits of, of finishing it off and having me be satisfied. I'm like, wow, wow, what a roller coaster. For real. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel that quick either. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's structured really, really well. And uh and gives you some heartbreaking or heartwarming moments. It's uh it's all yeah, very, very lovely. And who who knew I when that when Moon Knight started I had no idea that I was going to get an Egyptian hippo god that was just going to, like, rock my world. Yeah. So sweet. <laughs> With the wiggling ears. So <laughs> in all reality, hippos are, like, the most dangerous animal on the planet. Well, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They, yep. they 100% are. Yes. Do, do not F with hippos. Not, not only F, don't approach a hippo. 
one of my favorite stories is like of a this African man who found like a, a stranded calf, like hippo, and he like took it in and he like you know made sure it was healthy and then like developed this like amazing relationship with this hippo. And like they were friends, like it was him and his hippo. And then when the hippo reached maturity, it fucking killed him yeah. <laughs> because because it's a hippo. Believe it's it. heartwarming story of this man that just like spent all this time like developing this relationship hip- with the hippo. And when it came down to it, the hippo killed him because it's a fucking hippo. Yep. So uh-huh. yeah, you can look it up. They have they have cute little uh, BuzzFeed type stories about it. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the gruesome murder. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, so Danny mentioned it like offhandedly, but I think um, it's worth worth a, a quick chat, like the comparisons of Moon Knight to Legion. Oh, so yeah. Kyle mentioned it on, he mentioned it on the Lapido Fuzzballs, and I didn't drop it into the last news episode because I was like, oh, I'll just save it for the Moon Knight talk. And uh, Danny, like Legion, oh God, the three seasons of Legion, I love the piss out of it. So fun. One of my favorite one of my favorite Marvel shows is not connected to the MCU. Um, but like, yeah, like when they get to the, to the psych hospital, I definitely was like, oh, I've seen something like this before, but it was nice that, yeah, there's those comparisons, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's same, but different. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, in Legion, he deals with some of the DID stuff too, but yeah. I mean, like, I also think it's on a much grander level than, you know, what Mark has to go through. Thank you, Blue. I absolutely 100% agree. Like the just the planes of reality that he creates and kind of like the kind of the psychedelic feel that's in Legion can only happen in Legion. Yeah, like I agree. the fucking dance. Did they do a dance battle or a rap battle? I don't even both. Did they do both? Did, didn't they do a rap battle and a dance battle in like two different seasons? It did so much shit. That show was just, just wild. It, it, there's no way Moon Knight can pull off a fucking rap battle nah. between like a protagonist and an antagonist. Like, just, I don't it's care. It's not that kind fuck. of show. It's not that kind of story. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I think it's, the, the it's way different that supers they, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the way that they um, utilize the mental health hospital as a form of purgatory. Oh, I loved it. I uh, thought it, it was a like, it was a good device, isn't it? Yeah. And it, and I guess for a casual viewer, like it really just hammered in the the crazy. It's just like, oh, this dude's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's interesting. You know, they they give you enough where you like start questioning like your own reality and the way you've been viewing everything. And then like just when you're like right on that cusp, like, well, maybe then it's like hippo god. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I liked about the and I don't know if this is accurate, but the the hospital looked very similar to the tomb of Alexander the Great. Oh, I never, I never seen. So I don't know. Or at least, at least Harlow's office that where they had a lot of those conversations looked very similar to the place where he's currently dying in. And so, well, I know what. Yeah, I read an entire article which like showed like all the images and how it connects to things that you've seen in the show prior. And mm-hmm. that was one of them. And it was, it was a lot of attention to detail was done in that it wasn't haphazard. No, not, not, not a bit. Not yeah. A bit. yeah. And I think that that attention to detail and care like comes across like in your enjoyment of the show. And like, and I already went over my gripe about like the hearts or whatever, but like 
what I liked about the mental hospital is just like because of the type of mental illness that Mark has, like every one of those locked doors could be a potential personality. Or a memory he's been locking up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? Like I just thought that was neat. Like again, just just that detail. Yeah. yeah. And I mean be, because they're straying some from the source material, they don't have to stop at three. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Word up. I think is pretty cool. They they have they opened up so much for themselves. It's really cool. Yeah, they really did. So I, I think the last question to ask is uh this is another MCU show. Have you two gentlemen ranked it in the pantheon of MCU shows? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, this is <laughs> this is my new uh number two. Agreed. This is behind my... behind Falcon and Winter Soldier, huh? Okay. Just yeah. because Falcon and Winter Soldier hit me in places that are deeper. Like this is just all around fun, awesome, like oof. I I feel I felt a lot of things psychologically with it, um, like with the way that he like uh, deals with guilt and stuff like that. I felt that I felt that on a very emotional level. However, um, I felt like the Falcon and Winter Soldier hit on just my life period. So I still keep it at at number one for right now. Um, with that one, Moon Knight being definitely a, a very close number two. Danny? Um, you know, we're getting to the point where we can't even, like, formally rank these in a, you know, top ten nominal category. Like, I think we're going to have to start going to, like, an Oscar system where it's just, like, favorite movie that has this character, favorite TV show that deals with mental illness. Um, (laughs) I think we're rounding that corner because, like, these top one to tens are starting to get hard because they're all so great and, like, Someone has to get bumped, and it's like, it's not doing it justice anymore. Um, Saying that, this is my number two show. Um, I'm right behind Blue with Captain America and Winter Soldier still being my number one show. Um, It it just, again, um, there's a lot of topics in the Captain America Winter Soldier show that just are very relevant. They're very real. They're very hard. Um, you know, especially de- introducing my boy, John Walker. What's up? Hope you're out there slaying shields. Um, Moon Knight is just, it was a solid short. I, I, it was just to the point, it, no fat, um, great storytelling and, in in a great cast. And I would love to see Oscar Isaac get both supporting actor Emmy and, uh, lead actor Emmy for this show. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be really cool. So rad. What about yeah. you, Joe? I've been keeping a running tally of Phase 4 Marvel where I'm including the films and the television shows. And it's it's adjusted as I've gone along. And currently, if I'm going with my list from from 1 to 11, it's Dr. Sitmom, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi, Moon Knight, Spider-Man No Way Home, Eternals, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Loki, What If. Nice. You ranked it pretty high. Let, ranked Moon Knight? Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, WandaVision just hits me so much, and and with no spoilers, Blue, just <laughs> wait till you see Doctor Strange and then see what your ranking is. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier has has gone up 100% from talks with you guys and like thinking about it. Uh, so it's like my number three, like you know, Disney Plus MCU show. Um, as much as I really like Hawkeye, I think it's so well crafted and created, but like what it means, like 
puts it further down you know what i mean like even though i think it's pleasing and spectacle like yeah i'm going from this from this day i'm going for like you know themes and and stories and and important ideas uh spider-man no way home is the interesting one it used to be at the very top of my list and like it's dropped down yeah, uh, below yeah. yeah and in fact like I think I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, dude, I'm, I might drop Spidey below Eternals and Hawkeye. <laughs> wow. That's also fair. Like, but like we said, it's like a Sophie's Choice. Like, in no way, shape, or form does that make me make – it's not me saying it's a bad movie by any standard. You know what I mean? It's just uh, – I really – I'm alone on this island of how much I enjoy that Eternals movie. Oh, no, I really liked it, too. I liked, I liked the Eternals. I, thought it was, <laughs> yeah. I still need to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it's right there on Disney Plus. Just waiting. I for know. It. I just, I just don't have time to watch a three-hour movie. Yeah, um, I do. I think it's interesting. Like one thing, Phase Four and Moon Knight is no exception. Uh, we're, we're definitely gotten movies that have had much more flavor of individual directors or individual like creative teams. Yeah. Where like the they don't they gel together because it's the same story, it's the same universe, but uh, the stories are told by like a specific like auteur um and i i know some people aren't liking it i for one like i think it's cool like give me like different different angles and different lenses at these stories and then like as we continue uh, of course at some point you're gonna have to be cohesive um but they i mean (laughs) if you you watch infinity war there are definitely different lenses for different scenes as they're colliding these stories And and i like that i do as well so, but yeah, as as of right now, and that's without any further talk, like Doctor Doctor Sitmom is sitting at my number one spot because, fuck, I love that movie. So yeah, and Moon Knight, really really good. It's just WandaVision's just so hit me in the nostalgia, hit me in the feels, and and Falcon and Winter Soldier is just so important, you know. So and it's actiony and it's fun and it's got great acting and action and rah rah rah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's the only reason Moon Knight drops below. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was fucking great. I'm, was I'm good really stuff. glad you guys like ranked it like I did because I was like, uh, probably uh, I, I came into this thinking, oh, I'm gonna be the one talking about everything because they probably hated it and they didn't like it so much, and I really liked it and I thought it was great. <laughs> you were not in me and Danny's like chats back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. We're like, nom, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> That was every week. <laughs> and as aggressive. It was literally one of us just saying, Moon Knight, all caps, exclamation mark, to like start the conversation going. <laughs> and, and I look forward, when you finally see Doctor Strange, just jump, drop drop into our DMs, and then we can, we can converse all about it. And at some point, do a spoiler episode for it. Awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, it, it probably won't be the next us getting together because we have plans for the next one, uh, but then we can do the one after that. Yeah. If we see fit. Well, I still want to do that other idea, but I won't drop it here. So, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. All right, so we're at the point where we're final thoughts. Final thoughts on Moon Knight. Who wants to go first? I'll go first because I want I want the, the non, uh, non-podcaster of color. Friends, it's fucking great. It's good. Watch it. The best part is you don't have to like be steeped in MCU lore 
to like watch it and enjoy it. But just know like it's it's gonna deal with mental health. Now, if that's something that's so near and dear to your heart, like this is not a, a you know a MD exploration of all the facets that mental health is because that's not possible. It's not, but it's shown with love and respect. If you're concerned about Moon Knight's a Jewish character, he is and he is in the show. Uh, if you're concerned like Oh, Oscar Isaacs, he's he's not all these ethnicities. That's not even a concern when it comes to the show. Uh, in fact, they're very respectful of many different ethnicities, especially like Egyptian, like lore and mythology and ancestry and culture. Um, and like then there's some neat stuff like Laveria, maybe Doctor Doom and 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 other jazz. Uh, and it's it's freaking really good. And and Ethan Hawke, wow, he finally joined the MCU and he did a he did a very good job with an interesting villain that's unlike other ones you've seen before. And uh, Giant Kaiju, we said that once or twice, but that's not a lie. Uh, in episode six, Giant Kaiju battle, and it's satisfying, uh, but it's not the only thing you're looking at. And and ultimately, it's a, a story of love and friendship and heart and mental illness that uh, you may very well find weird, but enjoyable. There you go. Beautiful. That's what I think. So well said. Danny? Oh, geez. That was very beautifully said. I'm, I'm not going to top that at all. Finally, do the close. That's close. Um, it's a great superhero show. I think if you're especially a fan of Moon Knight and you, this character came to come true on the real screens, um, Oscar Isaac was just in, in the the perfect choice, the perfect choice. Um, he really got a chance to play with his acting ability and just kind of stretch and and just do different forms, and he and he does it so. Everything's so serious and methodically and like even coming down to having different mannerisms for each one of his personalities. That's just so freaking great. Um, even coming down to the where where Jake kicks the fucking wheelchair over, which had me fucking rolling at the end. Um, <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Um, you know, the representation's awesome. Um, the, just to see the, the stuff that goes on with Layla and then kind of what she ends up representing at the end um, was just done so beautifully and heartwarming. And it, it, it was done as a blatant statement, which is what I fucking love. Like it was meant to be out there and representative and just like in your face, like this is right. fucking happening, which is yeah, beautiful. Don't couch your language. Don't be a coward. Just don't be a coward. Just do it. <laughs> um, kaiju battle, which was dope. And not only did it have kaijus, it had a giant spear as well. Uh, um caution it's just it was a great show and and i dug it and and i think it handled mythology beautifully um and just kind of the issue of dealing with your past traumas yeah real quick blue before you wrap us up we did not talk about conchu did you like that uh are you kidding me okay conchu was like one of the best parts of the entire show the voice was a little weird at first but then i got over it i i loved it I loved the voice the entire time he was doing stuff. I loved it. Okay. I just, I was like thinking about it. I was like, man, we didn't talk about Conchu at all. But like at first I was like, that's not how I imagine his voice sounding. But then now I can't imagine anything else. I mean, maybe if Conchu's ears wiggled, you would talk about him. You're right. You're right. (laughs) No bony protuberances from the Raven School. That's my big critique. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Blue, take us away. Final thought. Oh man, what what can I possibly say that has not already been said by you two wonderful? So, the show uh, 
from a comic book standpoint, uh, as a person who has read the books for so long, um, really hit home with all the different nuances of the character, with how um, how they handled it, like the whole night. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. The bringing in, uh, well, getting rid of Marlene and bringing in Layla, top notch. Beautiful. Absolutely, yes. 100%. Um, the, 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 the uh, showing of Amit um, as the, the great goddess that she was portrayed to be, absolutely incredible. Loved her too. Super cool. Um, everything about this show was just done with a lot of heart, I think. Um, with a lot of respect towards uh, not only the situation that the character is in, but also towards um, the people that it was meant to represent, which is cool. Um, that's something that I think a lot of shows nowadays kind of like lack, you know what I mean? Uh, which isn't great, but, you know, that's kind of the world we live in as well. So you kind of got to just you take the good with the bad and you just kind of roll with it. But with that being said, like it, it's a really great show. I think it it brings a little something extra um, to the MCU, obviously with the uh, the planes of existence, with bringing in uh, different thought, um, like kind of like thought experiments. I I, I really want to say, uh, to be honest, but you know you you have all these different um, mythoses mixing up, and it's not in a bad way. Never do I feel like it's too much. I think they did a really good job, and it's a it shows to be a real labor of love, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah, kudos to the team. Like, great job, loved it. Well said, Blue. Well said. I I think uh, honestly, if you've heard any like giant Moon Knight fans be like, not my Moon Knight, I I defer to Blue. Like, he's such a Moon Knighter. Man, he moons the night. So <laughs> he moons the night, and if he likes it, like you got to give it a chance, because uh, he was the person that it was gonna piss off. Yes, it was and gonna I was, be. I was ready for it. <laughs> it was gonna be blue pissed off, then Danny pissed off, and me being like, I defer to these guys. <laughs> so yeah, solid, solid MCU fair. And uh, if you didn't watch it before listening to our spoiler episode, still go watch it. Like, because uh, we, I mean, we talked about stuff, but we didn't like. Thankfully, like we don't go episode by episode and discuss every little trivial detail because that's that's not the point of of these sort of podcasts, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, there's so much more to enjoy and things that, you know, it's hard in like an hour and a half to like discuss every single little thing. But we did our darndest. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's it. You know, the drill. Uh, laugh at a puzzle podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. I'll respond. I respond to Jerry. I'll respond to you too. Uh, you want you want merch? You want to go to Star Wars Celebration and rock badass Laugh at a Fuzzballs t-shirts like me and Danny and Blue are going to Woo-hoo. at Star Wars Celebration? Look for the Laugh at a Fuzzball t-shirt. That, that's us. That's us in the flesh. Uh, so tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. Even my mom bought a shirt to wear on Sunday when she's going with me. It's cute. That's oh, It's super rad. Um, so just, just look for the old lady with the walker and the laughing up puzzle shirt. That's my mama. Be nice to her, cause if you're not, man, she's she's got she's got a razor tongue. She'll fuck you up. I'm telling you, she'll she'll cut you up down one side and the other, and you'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Wookie mama. Uh, 
But you can buy the merch. Anchor.fm slash laugh.net.shit.shit.fuzzball is the home. I'm appreciative that they're letting me do ads again. I've already made a dollar and eight cents. It's a dollar and eight cents more than I made when they stopped advertising me. So I'm appreciative. Uh, at Wookie Riot on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I, who knows with the musk of it all. Twitter might stop. But Instagram will con- continue. I'm even thinking about, like, you know, uh, putting it up when new episodes go up on the Instagram. Maybe I'll get smarter more savvy with the social media i still flirting with the tiktok but tbd we'll see uh, me and tyler are coming up with some funny ideas for some videos because he really really wants to be tiktok famous through me he thinks i'm so much more famous than i am and god bless that boy for loving his dad uh, <laughs> i mean i already told you you need to make your tiktok about you playing with the star Wars action figures because that's no, yeah, entertaining as fuck Dude, there's lots of ideas with all the toys in the family room. Just me playing with the toys and doing goofy voices. We have some ideas. Uh, so maybe maybe somewhere in the future, we'll see. It's just all time and energy, you know what I mean? And and reward yes. for like for the time and energy. Uh, Blue is at Blue Wolf D on the Instagram uh, and the DeviantArt. Uh, Danny doesn't give his Instagrams. But hey, if you want to talk to any of us, all three of us, see our real names, laugh it up, Fuzzball is a Facebook group. We're on there. People still using the Book of Faces, and so are we, and over 650 humans that like to talk geeky. Uh, and you want to keep up with, like, the current news? Like, somebody's always dropping something. It's really lovely. It brings, like, the Facebook group of all the things brings me the most joy because, like, it's, you know, tangible. And uh, that's all the things. Anything else you guys want to plug, Blue? Uh, Yeah, we got the, um, the last couple of episodes for um, Gates and Caverns coming up pretty soon. Uh, hopefully this Monday, if everything works out proper, or not this Monday, next one of these Mondays, we're gonna have we have <laughs> it's coming up eventually. We try to make it every Monday, but it doesn't always work out. So, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But Capes and Caverns, it's a good show, and if you haven't caught it uh, already, it's a uh, it's just superhero D and D. We took D and D five E, and we kind of uh, our host Stephen um, at Silver Bullet, uh uh, on the Instagram, I believe, and TikTok and YouTube. Um, actually, on YouTube, I think it's at Silver underscore Bulette, um there. But uh, yeah, he he came up with a whole system for um, superheroes, and he basically just augmented D and D five E, and we've been playing it. I play Terrence. He is a platypus. Yes, a literal platy- platypus, just tiny little animal inside of an iron man style suit which is pretty cool and uh, we have a lot of fun with it so you can catch the former episodes on youtube um just type in capes and caverns and we're there and uh yeah it's a pretty good show we'll be having our last couple episodes at some point hopefully this month but <laughs> i think i'm delaying your episodes with next monday where we're doing doing a uh, part two of a, a fun episode we did here on fuzzballs yes yes yeah. But it's going to be super fun and it will. very excited. Yeah. So, so excited. So excited. All right. Danny, you got anything else? No, I had something smart ass to say, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Well, friends, uh, that's us talking Moon Knight. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, until the next level of the podcast, be excellent to each other. Stay classy and party on, dudes. Mm-hmm. TTFN, uh, Marshall Danny of the Greater Fuzzball Territories. Howdy. <laughs> and uh, Benjamin Blue for Blue the Fourth, the Earl of Blueberry. A good day. And me, Joe the Wookiee Riot, no honorifics. Out.
Bye-bye.